Hello and welcome Success Grid Nation to this new episode of the Success Grid Podcast. Hopefully you're having an amazing holidays and you are writing down your goal to achieve for 2022. You need to win bigger faster. The 100 day challenge is a rapid execution system used by professional athletes, special forces operators, fortune 500 companies and more than 600,000 high achievers to achieve life changing results in just 100 days. So now it's your turn. Are you ready to transform your life in 2022? Go to successgrid.net forward slash 100DC. That's successgrid.net forward slash 100DC. This is episode number 67 with Fei Wu. How to create and build business and life that you love. Fei is the creator of Fei's World Media and Fei's World Podcast. Fei's mission is to help businesses and creative entrepreneurs Tell better stories, find more customers, and create more revenue streams. Enjoy this one. Welcome to Success Grid, the place for sharing entrepreneurial stories, knowledge, and wisdom to educate and inspire you to always strive to raise your standards in your business and your life. With your host, Hussein Talib. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Success Great Podcast. I have a special guest today, Fei Wu. She was born in Beijing, China, finished her education in the US, and Fei speaks Mandarin, Chinese, and English at the same time. And she left her job at marketing and advertising to build a company of her own. She calls it Fei's World Media, with a mission to help small businesses and creative entrepreneurs tell better stories, find more customers, and create new revenues. Fei, welcome to the grid. Thank you so much for having me, Hussein. And uh, I really look forward to this since our awesome. first chat. Awesome, awesome. So first, uh, I saw that you have a belt, black belt in Taekwondo. So, <laughs> so, so, so what I understand in general, like uh, Taekwondo is from Korea, right? Mm-hmm. And Kung Fu is from China and Karate is from Japan. So how did you start with Kung, with Taekwondo instead of Kung Fu? Yeah, you know, funny that you ask because I started Taekwondo, start training more seriously when I was 18. And the reason was I graduated from a high school in the U.S. up in Maine. Then I came to Boston and had absolutely no friends, no mm. friends and you know, nobody my age, no relatives. So I just wanted to do something and it became much more serious than I originally anticipated. Uh, with that said, when I was growing up, six, seven years old, summer camps, I definitely did a bunch of Kung Fu, but that was very much like extracurricular, like for fun, you know, PT class sort mm. of deal. So, oh, awesome. Oh, great. So yeah. what happened with you? Why, why did you move to the US? Yeah. So I always knew I wanted to travel the world and somehow, I'm not sure who's saying you ever felt like this. I, I don't know whether you, you enjoy traveling as much. Um, but I kind of always knew I wanted to live and study somewhere else, which means I didn't want to wait until I'm 25 or 30 years old, where I try to build a family in a different country. I wasn't mm. really thinking that far. It was more like um, an experiment. And I think with my mm. personality and my parents' work that I had been exposed to a lot of foreign culture, mm. um, not just American culture, but foreign culture since I was a little kid. So I kind of always wanted to immerse myself into different cultures as, as much as possible and, and and frankly, I think U.S. is the best place to do that because it's such a cultural hodgepodge where you get to meet people from around the world and remains to be the most exciting thing for me. Mm, yeah, exactly. It's, it has all 
people from all over the world. <laughs> right. So 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 you so you now move to the US and start working in marketing. This, how did you start your career after you finished your studies or something like that? Yeah, so I am also known as uh, basically an international student by the time I graduated. Mm-hmm. And in the U.S., especially if you're from a country like China or India, it is really hard to get a green card because every year there's a limited number of green cards um, being given out. So I basically had to find an employer, first of all, that accepts international students, meaning someone without a green card, someone without a U.S. citizenship. So um, I was very lucky because I was friends with several other international students and who kind of pointed me to the possibility of working for a consulting firm called Sapient at the mm. time. And I interviewed a whole bunch of companies and settled on Sapient again because I wanted to explore my career as opposed to doing one thing for a long time. So I just thought naively, I guess, uh, consulting will enable me to do that. Mm, cool awesome so then you tra- how long did you stay in that and uh, what made you want to transition and be your own boss let's say yeah so the transition wasn't as quickly as i wanted to i mean i was ready <laughs> when i was 26 but i didn't really make the transition fully until i was about 31 and uh so i went from uh six years working for sapien to I believe one year at Digital Influence Group before it was merged with another company and I transfer, transfer, transitioned into Arnold, another advertising marketing agency for about two years. So mm. altogether nine, a little bit short, nine and a half years to be exact. And for me, it, I always knew I wanted to start my own company. And one thing that was holding me behind was actually a green card to do it legally. Mm. And um, so, but before that, I was doing work on a lot of projects for free. You know, you know how it goes. It's like our origin story, working really hard for no money. And I was very ready. I think I was um, spiritually, mentally, and financially ready as well. I actually saved up about at least two years. I'm, I'm kind of very... Um, a little bit risk averse in a way, right? Like a lot of American people would say they have six months of savings, they can go do something. But mm. for us who are international, you know, we really needed a lot more cushion for just in case stuff, mm. you know? So mm. I, I saved up about two years, probably mm. a little more. And so I was comfortable. Cool, awesome. But though, I don't know, I'm not really expert that much on the American economy, but I read some articles like a lot of people, I don't know what the exactly percentage is, but... Some families don't have a thousand dollars in their name. I don't know. Maybe this oh. is true, and that's that's bad according to the U.S. economy, which is a huge one. Yeah. So yeah. So what now? You you did that and transitioned into starting Phase World. What made you start that, and why did you name it Phase World Media? <laughs> Phase World Media. I know. Uh, it's so funny. So my partner who I met when I was, you know, in my twenties still, I remember when Gmail first came out, if you remember Ooh. that, I think that was, uh, like- it was, it was an invitation to get an account. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then, so the, the funny thing was phase world. Well, there is a kind of a story behind it because naming something, it's really hard. And for me, for people who can see me or see my name written on zoom. Uh, so it's F E I. My, my name is very universal in terms of its pronunciation, but in spelling, FEI is Chinese. And also it's kind of German. Uh, in German, I think it's like people say Fies World or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I just decided that I want to create a, something that's 
you know, like I come from the world, it's worldwide. I don't, I didn't want to limit to just me, just Faye, just Asian women empowerment or anything. So I wanted to explore and I really love that name. And then mm. till today, trying to embrace it. Mm. Cool. Awesome. Uh, the same idea I had when I like named success grid, I wanted something like to be global. And even I have some, some of my backgrounds, like says success grid and I have the globe basically the globe image behind right. it yeah right right exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, what is exactly your business model because you basically are content creator mm-hmm. you do podcasting you do youtube you do mm-hmm. you are on linkedin and we are wow. connected there so yeah. what exactly do you do what is the thing that you focus on Right now, yeah. Um, since I started my company, to kind of give a little bit of a context, I started Face World LLC, but it, it's basically Face World Media in January 2016. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, in five years, a lot of creative, uh, creative entrepreneurs like myself go through many transitions. I didn't believe it then, but I complete in retrospect, it's very much the case. So, um, I will answer what I'm doing now, but I want to say that it take, mm. did take me quite a while to get here. Mm. Uh, a lot of people actually reacted to five years. I mean, really, it was like three, four years to kind of mold myself into what I'm doing now. But it it was not a six-month journey. I started off working as a digital producer for smaller agencies, which I loved. But ultimately, I wanted to be creating content on a more full-time basis. Mm. So today, five years later, five and a half years later, I am basically leveraging 50% of my time creating phase world media content exclusively. It means my podcast interviews, such as this being interviewed when I interview other guests and my YouTube channel, which is releasing two videos every single week. Mm. Um, it is, it's a lot of work, um, for people who don't create <laughs> yeah. videos for a yeah. living, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am creating videos now. The most videos that I am creating is basically this podcast because I recorded the video and publish it. Not that much videos from my own because it's actually, like you mentioned, it's, it's like, it's, drowning you down a lot it takes a lot of your time so imagine other things yeah oh my goodness yeah. and i would love on that note uh hussein definitely remind me after our interview as well i would love to take a look at your youtube channel and give you like a channel review something i've been doing lately for other content creators especially the ones who are let's say uh, i wouldn't say struggling that people are starting out with a hundred subscribers people who have just gotten their first one thousand. yeah Exactly. I understand what you mean because I uh, I mm. see a lot of channels, for example, like and I interviewed uh, someone called John Livesey. He's like better selling through storytelling. He's like basically nowadays the selling is not like the pushy kind of sales. It's like you add value and you tell stories, right? Mm-hmm. So he has like a channel also, and he and he's a great guy, but he doesn't he doesn't have a lot of subscribers like me almost. So mm. when you look at that, it's different. But I guess. Maybe you know that algorithms with time on YouTube, Instagram, mm. a lot changed. A lot has changed. So it's not oh, like yeah. the previous days. Even big channels, even huge channels now, even with a million Going subscribers, uh, the views are ridiculous. It's not, there are not, I don't know, maybe they're like telling people that content creators like go do ads. This is, <laughs> I don't know, this is yeah. what I am seeing. Right. No, absolutely. We should uh, actually acknowledge that, especially for people 
who are thinking about creating content, but more so for people who have been regularly creating content, because it can be very frustrating. And I have some reflections, but to, I guess I'll finish answering the question that 50% of my time is on that. There's, you know, channel review. There are also uh, a digital products. I create a number of mm. digital products, uh, in parallel to my YouTube channel. Mm. Uh, basically I call zoom timers, these short videos I sell for zoom timers. Recently, a big, big release for us is called the YouTuber kit. Dot com And that is basically compiling the philosophy in a very, very practical way. It's not a course, mm. but the toolkit that people can basically say, oh, I'm in startup. Oh, I'm already in monetization. And here's what I need to learn. Spreadsheets and toolkits. So you don't, you know, the, the, the one thing I'll say about that is I realize there is a gap in the market. There's so many workshops, masterclasses people attend coming together, Zoom setting, training your mindset, then you leave that session, you're thinking, now I actually have to do the work. Yeah, now, and this is the yeah, this is the important thing. Whatever it is that you get to end for the knowledge, if you don't implement, it's uh, useless. You don't do the work, it's pointless. You could have the crappiest video on your channel. It doesn't matter because all our first videos are going to be pretty bad, frankly. You have to accept that and basically move on. And that improvement, it's not like, it's not exponential. You actually see little by little, and sometimes you get a little worse, sometimes you get a little better. And the videos that sometimes get picked up, recommended by YouTube, is not necessarily your favorite video. It could be a video you even feel embarrassed about. Mm -hmm. So digital products, creating content is largely what I'm focusing on. But then the other side of uh, Face World is my consulting service, where I basically teach other creative entrepreneurs how to do the same. When I say creative entrepreneurs, I mean they're smaller companies, for instance, in New York City, in San Francisco, some in Boston. So my clients are um, all over the place. I'm also partnering with a company right now in Australia. So mm, cool. I, I see, right, it's Face World, right? It's content reaching a global audience. And also I like to partner with people all around the world, even all around the US if possible. Yeah, awesome. So you mentioned like you do content creation like YouTube and you have, for example, your courses and you have your consulting. What's the biggest driver in your business? The biggest driver in terms of uh, revenue. How I my yeah. Revenue. Mm. Oh, you know, it's interesting. So it fluctuates, right? I never thought my YouTube channel would be monetized. I never thought <sighs> it would be even a significant revenue driver because we all know like YouTube ads, what is that? 30 bucks a month? You know, so right now, surprisingly, YouTube right now is approximately a third. Like everything all in is about a third to a half of my revenue. And mm. to me, that's significant. Mm, um, cool. And to mention, I'm not like a multi seven figure business, right? Mm. Um, and um, so, so that to me is really interesting. And what I also see as in, um, for me, my focus moving forward. Now, if you were to ask me 12 months from now, I would love to see a shift of my digital products taking over um, the percentage of a lot of my consulting revenue gigs. So hopefully YouTube plus all the adjacent content will hopefully be 60, 70% of my income, mm -hmm. if not more. Uh, yeah. Because it's it's like more automated and not like passive. You, you're going to keep working at it every, every hour of the day. <laughs> I love I mean, passive yeah. income. <laughs> yeah, I know you talk about, you know, you focus on different types of revenue streams. A lot of your um, guests previously are also creative entrepreneurs. Yeah, absolutely. Passive income, affiliate income, recommending products I love, never products I hate or never used before. Those are so powerful. Mm, exactly. But speaking of that, which is 
which is more exciting or challenging? Like, uh, do, do you like to create courses, for example, or do you find it challenging or YouTube videos, for example, or, or podcasting, do you find it challenging or fun? Which is your best forte, let's say? I, it's interesting. That's such a personality trait. Like every creative entrepreneur needs to know that, right? <laughs> Even if you're not being prompted, you need to know that. So I am a complete content creation freak. Like I get so high. I feel like spiritually so high when I create content. In fact, you know, I always knew this since I was a little kid, but even more so as an adult, like if I don't write, when I worked in full time, if I don't record anything, I don't even need anybody to hear it. But if I don't produce something, creating something on my own, could be writing, could be, uh, you know, drawing something, doing something on my iPad, creating something for my friend, like a flyer for, for another project. Uh, without that, I actually feel like physically like sick. <laughs> I don't feel I, well. I, I do. I do feel your creative side because you have your books and you have your guitar behind you. So that's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a very good guitar player, but I'm trying to get there. <laughs> we we all we all need. It's a process. So. <laughs> it's you a need, process. You need you need time. Exactly. It doesn't happen just uh, overnight. So and 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 regards to content creation, for example, do you do you go to a place where like you are stuck, you don't have something to offer or do you have like ideas mm -hmm. all the time? Oh, Where do the I, ideas come from? Yeah, I do have ideas all the time, but it's crazy. I do have <laughs> ideas all the time. Literally, uh, I'll give you an example. After one of my colleagues introduced me to King Sumo, I recommend it oh. for you, Hussein, as well. You can use it for anything, for any giveaway. So mm. um, specifically, like I'm currently running a giveaway for my YouTuber kit. So regular license is $200, so $199. And mm. then every week, I'm trying to give away a license for people who enter into the giveaway. And to enter, you can follow me on YouTube, watch a video, daily check it. You know, people are usually familiar with this process. So mm. one of the products I, I've been thinking about is why make busy creative entrepreneurs trying to understand this, like how to use this, sign up and I have to figure it out. It could take days, right? And so instead, I want to uh, basically create a, another toolkit that's ready to use. Like I know all this, there's so many scenarios out there. You download this for a very affordable amount of money mm. and um, you have everything ready to go. So it becomes a kind of a placeholder, a template. Mm. Um, but another thing I want to say, maybe it's a little more helpful to your listeners too, is that we many times we have a lot of ideas and we may or may not notice them, but I want to say that your culture, who you are as a person, um, no matter your background, your skin color, your native language, you these days in 2021, uh, even before this, you really want to embrace them. And sometimes I know it can be hard, especially, you know, people, especially in the US, oh, I'm from somewhere else. I have this accent. My friends will notice that they know what to look for and they know things I don't know. Um, but at the same time, that's what makes me unique. So when I go to my ideas, I'm no longer like the way when I was younger to say, I'll just go crazy with every single idea. No, no. Yeah. These days, right, you have to be somewhat strategic. Don't beat yourself up. But mm. like, for instance, WeChat is a Chinese uh, messaging uh, app. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then very, very few, well, very few American people or even Canadians will know that if they're not Chinese, if they don't do any business with China. Yeah. So uh, right yeah this is why I worried right? sometimes I, I had, I saw a video like, I don't know, Ashton Kutcher, I think. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. He said something he about do? TikTok. I don't know. I said something about TikTok. 
TikTok, 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 right. <laughs> TikTok, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he says something about it, uh, that it's Chinese, so they are, like, invading the U.S., so, yeah, uh, I don't know. Right, right, is that invading the I, I don't know, but I think, we are, I think we are in a place now, it's like the world is so much open with the internet, reaches yeah. places of limitless, I guess. It's completely limitless, yeah. And um, so, you know, I want to, because I'm Chinese, I've used WeChat very fluently, and my mom is on her WeChat all day. She lives with me, and, you know, that's her only way into reaching out to her friends and family. And so I wanted to create a how-to. So that's how I process how I create a product. It's not completely random, which I used to do that. And nowadays I think about what is the business use? What is the home use? Uh, who am I targeting? Who really, really need this right now? And how can I most easily in a non-intimidating way to deliver that information to this person? Which I think perhaps is where I thrive on YouTube because you know, the, the way I am, you know, I don't look intimidating and I don't produce content where people say, oh, you know, she talks a little fast, but uh, I'm using very plain English. I want my content to be consumed and understood by anyone. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I actually love your videos. You, 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 you speed, speaking of speed, your speed mm -hmm. is like, for me, at least, I don't know about, it's like accurate, 100% great on timing. Your video's mm -hmm. presentation is awesome. So, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I would I, love if I, I could binge, but I can't. But <laughs> I would love binge. to binge someday on your, on your videos from the start. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's so funny. I, I feel like I talk pretty fast, but the funny thing is the way that people edit their videos on YouTube these days, everybody's about two to three times the speed as me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you're, if you're, if, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. like, for example, everybody knows, listens to GLD, to yeah, GLD yeah. and I am listening to him recently and he's like very fast and his yeah. talk is like speedy too much i don't know this is what i you're like anxious see. right you almost feel like oh, oh you know? ah, so because he has like tons of interviews i guess maybe he's yeah. like i don't know he wants to go through them all i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah go, go through them exactly people get into yeah. the habit like you, you talk mm. like yeah, the, yeah, way, exactly. the way we create is like we're trying to create for the algorithm so mm. there's a difference between creating for the algorithm no matter what it is youtube facebook instagram versus mm. creating for yourself or creating for your for your audience right it's mm. like really interesting dichotomy uh going on and it's hard yeah. to make decisions yeah exactly at the, the end of the day the important thing is that uh, you be yourself uh, i guess uh, yeah this is it so so you apparently passionate about content creation so what what are your plans for example to grow your business even further yeah, I think we touched upon that. Uh, to me, with my personality for most creative entrepreneurs, passive income is what we're aiming for. And when mm -hmm. I say passive income, it's not just one source of income, it's multiple revenue streams. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, digital products that can generate income on their mm -hmm. own and really benefit people and also to fill markets gaps. I don't want to... Yeah. Oh, Joe Schmo created something that seems to get paid a lot. Oh, I'm going to create a face world version of it. That's not me. And so that's what I'm aiming for more passive revenue streams. And, you know, more money I make, frankly, the way I think about it, by the way, is I think about all the other projects I might want to work on. Um, I'm working on, for instance, right now, a project for childhood cancer, focus mm, on sharing okay. their stories as opposed to finding cures. Mm, and cool. another project is about, yeah, disability equity inclusion, but focus on disability. 
And, you know, I still want to work on these projects and it doesn't matter how much I get paid from these projects. So if I have a passive revenue engine figured out, that will give me more time, energy, and even money, fin- financial resources to support uh, these things even more. Mm-hmm. But uh, for example, speaking of your YouTube channel, you talk kind of uh, a lot about uh, Zoom. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so, especially I guess recently. So why Zoom? Why did you think Zoom is taken off where we actually have had have or had Skype? And there mm-hmm. is like a website called freeconferencecall.com, which is completely free. Even if you host, if you guest like a thousand people, why do you think Zoom is is the place to go for conferencing? Yeah, online? I mean, I didn't choose Zoom. Uh, YouTube chose Zoom for me. Um, a lot of the <laughs> videos that I'm known for are Zoom, but since then, I have actually pivoted to what's called adjacent topics, such as a live stream, restream, you know, um, yeah. StreamYard. So I've actually already taken off and kind of like pivoted from my original Zoom content. Mm. It was not an easy choice because Zoom only favored Zoom for a long, uh, YouTube only favored Zoom for a long time. Mm. What happened uh, was last year in March, I created my first Zoom video to help my Zumba instructors to bring their classes online. And that one video overnight went from 700, 2000, 3000, was literally gaining a thousand views every single day for two to three weeks straight. Awesome. And yeah, within a, within four weeks, I became monetized. And, um, so that was, here's what happened. Uh, from there, you get a lot of signals, you get a lot of comments. So from that single video that you need to take off on YouTube, you get about a hundred questions and you can batch these questions and record five to 10 more videos. And that's what I did. And every single of every single one of those videos took off. You mm. know, I had, um, you know, the next video is 5,000 views, 10,000 views, uh, 2,000 views, 500, and then it's 3,000. So I start, I caught a pattern on mm. YouTube. Yeah. Uh, but, mm. Right. And then I left the pattern. Yeah, awesome. But it's good that, uh, especially people who are actually engaged and leave comments and you see mm-hmm. what they're commenting, uh, it could be a good driver for, or an idea for another YouTube video. Or yeah. another course, right? Uh, maybe. Course or yeah. two courses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I am working on creating my own course now, but it still needs time. <laughs> it's, it's, what it's, is it about? It's, uh, it's going to be named Digital Business uh, Blueprint, something like that. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is about the digital business, but I'm thinking about the name. I'm working with the course, but the name is still in, in progress. It's right, right. Imagine no, that, then the name, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's wonderful. A lot of people need that, mm. right? Like yeah. they want to know what to what to do to get started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, that, which is strange, actually, you know. Mm. But yeah, why, this why is, is this this, uh, all, yeah. I don't know because uh, you because this is kind of information when you look at it from one side. The free information is basically flooded on YouTube, let's say, and they all, all they are, they are, yeah. But sometimes people need the structured approach to things. This is why yeah. courses exist. Yeah, everything pretty much already exists. And when I say everything, everything we're thinking about doing um, pretty much exists. It's hard to be, it's impossible to be original, but just remember that hasn't been done by you. Mm, exactly, yeah. I, uh, awesome. So I actually watched a video of you talking about a website called Sonics, I think his name is. Sonics.ai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I used a similar one, but called Grain.co, if you know Grain.co. So yeah, th- this is this is awesome. But can, oh. t- tell us a little bit about uh, Sonics also. 
Yeah, I tried so many different apps uh, relevant to podcasting and video content creation. Yeah, love creating those videos. Mm, awesome. <laughs> so, so what the, what does it, what does it do exactly, Sonix? So Sonics.ai is basically originally a transcription service I discovered back in 2017. Oh. And since then, yeah, since then, uh, I, I would say what made them stand out was um, once you import an audio track or multiple audio tracks, it will be able to identify um, not only the language, but also it will identify the help you identify the accent. So mm. you can say, oh, Hussein has a British accent and Faye has an American accent. So you can actually specify that. And once it is it completes it completes a transcription service it gives you a confidence score so um so you will say you know we are about 92% confident about what we generated and the parts that they're not confident about they highlight it use a different color so mm. it helped me to go into help me or my virtual assistant to go into those sections and make revisions as needed and frankly even within those yellow sections uh, they were still pretty accurate so um, right now, so what, what Hussein just watched was uh, the idea is that you can create these audio clips. So you can highlight uh, these clips, use a little scissor icon, and you can create videos that are 15, 30 seconds, 45 seconds. Mm, which awesome. are, yeah, great, great way to my purpose. Uh, to post, especially on uh, like Instagram, I guess, or Pinterest or... Yeah, TikTok. These kind of, TikTok. Yeah, TikTok, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. So speaking of the books that are behind you, which is your favorite book or what most books that you read? I bought and read a lot of books by Seth Godin. I know I'm not oh, the okay. only one. Yeah, Seth, Seth is kind of the marketing guru and <laughs> he has been for the past over 20 years. And I just, I just like his books. And out of all the ones he's written, uh, there's the latest one I haven't read. Um, but the one before that is called This Is Marketing. For mm. me, one of my, one of my favorite is actually Lynchpin. Mm. And it's really interesting. Lynchpin is about how, you know, how you, how you be a linchpin at your company or be a linchpin for your business. That mm. means you're not, you're indisposable, exactly. uh, what you bring to the table. Mm. But I love, yeah, I love all my books um, <laughs> back there. I should take a picture and send. Also, another book that comes to mind for maybe your listeners might be interested in exploring is Pat Flynn. So Pat Flynn, uh, uh, yeah. Smart Passive Income. Um, this book is called Super Fans. So, um, so yeah, super fans. I actually went to the book launch in Orlando, not just for the book launch. I was there for podcast movement. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he was there. He's like, oh, new book release. He had this like separate conference room, like 5 p.m. after the whole event ended. And it was, it was lovely to, to meet him in person. And so, uh, cool. yeah, so some, awesome. some great marketing books. Awesome. Do you have, do you have, speaking of books, do you have a, a code that you prefer more than others? I I really love um I love several but the one I love is um embrace emotional labor dance with fear because <laughs> I, I well, that's by Seth Godin by okay, the way uh, okay. embrace emotional emotional labor is possibly the hardest work that you you can expect right and especially when you're doing creative work when you're creating something new and mm. you put it out in this world you know who's saying imagine you create this digital blueprint and you put it out there and several haters in your space be like, that wasn't so good. I've gotten better ones before. And what do you mean? You know, uh, it is hard. That's, that's emotional, uh, work and nobody want to be traumatized as a result of that. But dance with fears. I think every day, um, you know, every day we, we you know, we, we live with certain amount of fear. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah, human, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. But whatever we do sometimes, um, for example, the first video I posted, I did a video by myself like three years ago. <laughs> and it was the first video I did and I didn't post anything by myself since. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I went through right into it and I didn't know, let's say, what I was doing, but I did it anyway, eventually. And this is what drives me now. But I had, of course, I, I fears and stuff like that at the time. But especially now, I say, who who doesn't like it? Who doesn't like it? Uh, yeah, who cares? Who likes, oh, who cares? Yeah, 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 exactly. Who, who's 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 in alignment with the with the messaging or stuff like that? So yeah, be it. Who doesn't like whatever it is? Who doesn't like what? This is how it is. Some people will like you. Some people will not. So it's like salespeople. If you don't get the sale, go to the next yeah. one. It's okay. Maybe maybe they don't need what you offer. Yeah, you know, and I, I that's such a good point. You reminded me, Zane. I think the way that we've been educated and trained all these years since we were kids, that you go to school, you wait, you know, you work hard for the whole year and you have this finals exam. If you don't perform well, <laughs> it, it, it's like You're 60%. Flunk, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you sink. And, you, and then we somehow, even I still remember those days, fears. And my mom was saying like, I remember when I was a kid, she's like, I would you know, basically in, in my, um, what do you call that? You talk when you dream. It is so much of that was fear and like getting worried about, um, uh, ranking in school, this and that. Same thing when we go to our jobs, um, working full time, you know, there's a typo in an email where you, you know, you didn't express your boss's idea very clearly. You didn't want to, you don't want to lie. You don't want to overbill, overcharge all of these yeah. things, right? You, you feel like that's all part of the fear. Um, but to know that it's actually normal and you dance with it, like what if you can treat fear as a <laughs> dance, friend? Dance in the rain. Dancing in yeah. the rain. You, this is what you should do. Dancing in the rain. Dancing in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> actually, it's a song by a band called Megadeth, which is the kind of music that I listen to. So, oh, nice. yeah. So uh, it's a heavy metal band. Anyway, so who inspires you and what inspires you? Because apparently Seth Godin is something that you look up to. Oh, yeah. Seth Godin, I, I had the pleasure of interviewing him uh, in person. He's in my documentary. Uh, he truly inspires me, but it's more than him. I, I realized because the fact that we started a podcast, every single guest, no matter their age, their skin color, um, they inspire me every single day. And then it's so cool to because life is this kaleidoscope and you life has so much to offer. Uh, when I fear for something. Okay, Seth Godin said, dance with fear. And when I think about, you know, these days, knowing there's so many illness out there, so many new, like all these things that are not just COVID, the pandemic, but there's so many things we feel like, oh, this is, nothing's under our control. Um, you know, my mom last year had to go through surgery. We thought it was something really serious. I was like crying every day, but turned out it was benign. Turns out it wasn't cancer. Right. And, um, so that's in those moments, I look up to my friend and colleague, like Dr. BJ Miller, um, uh, people who are in palliative care, uh, helps me to understand the, the spiritual side of the world. And yeah, these people and Krista Tibbet from On Being, people behind me is my friend Jorge and my producer, my producer Herman, who mm, is sure. so inspiring to me every day. I, I really, I feel so indebted to, to him. And that's, awesome. you know, I'm indebted to you for this conversation. That's how I think. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Well, thank you. Uh, tell us that you mentioned your documentary. You have a documentary. What's that and what is it about? 
Yeah, so the documentary can be watched on Amazon Prime, and actually there are a dozen other channels like worldwide. So it's called Phase World. It's a documentary series, and I featuring I think eleven or twelve people, including the people I named,、uh, including Seth Godin, but also Sarah、mm-hmm. Cooper, who became a TikTok sensation <laughs> in twenty twenty, and Chris Voss from Never Split the Difference. So these are all my mentors, but. Because of the documentary, I, I wanted to interview a hundred people. It was not possible to travel to every corner of the world, so I picked twelve people to interview. And so the idea is that、uh, each episode will cover almost like not a milestone, but it's a milestone, but it's kind of part of my journey. And I think it was almost like an ecosystem. So、um, basically, you know, moving abroad,、mm. uh, mindset, living your art, living your work. Uh, pay forward. How do we pass on what we what we learned? Social service, you know, childhood cancer, palliative care. To me, these are part of social service. So basically, each episode I pick two to three guests to talk about it holistically. And、uh, yeah, the underlying theme is that I'm you know I'm an immigrant. I'm an Asian immigrant living in America, and I haven't seen a lot of this type of content on Netflix on Amazon Prime. I said. Why not me? So whatever you're thinking you're doing today, think about like why not you? Like why not? Yeah, exactly, exactly. What do you have, what do you have to lose? You have to to try it at least. Yeah. Why not、exactly. you on YouTube? Why not、yeah. you on TikTok? Why not you be the next TikToker or someone who makes a difference? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what would you say? I want to take away from this episode, Faye. The one thing、uh, for people to take away、yeah. from this episode. I actually really like what I said last, which is why not you?、Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that that's a huge takeaway. And yeah, dance with fear, embrace emotional labor, knowing that this creative journey is can be un- unpredictable, but just like everything else. And I will、um, something else I want to learn for, especially for women out there.、Uh, I think you know, I think your audience is quite kind of balanced in that sense. But for women out there, or if you're a man, you have you have daughters. You have your, you know, partner, wife, mom, sisters. Doesn't matter.、Uh, I have a message which I learned from someone else.、Uh, is that I think for women, your path is kind of painted for you. You have this. You have the checklist. You know, graduating from a good school. You know, somehow find a good job, finding the right partner, have. In the U.S., two and a half children, have a dog,、uh, buy a house that's three thousand square feet, all these things. And when you don't check one of those things off, then you might feel like you have failed or you feel miserable. I feel like you know what I have learned right now at the age of thirty-eight is that I didn't know who I was gonna be when I was twenty-eight or when I was eighteen. So you haven't met your future self, and this is so. Powerful, and just because you didn't check off one of the things on the list, doesn't mean that you're not gonna have a fulfilling life. Yeah, so, exactly. Awesome,、yeah. awesome. That's really great.、Uh, so, Faye, where can people get in touch with you? Absolutely. So, I'm easy to find. Faye's world. FS and Frank E I S S and Sam W O R L D on you know YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on LinkedIn. I'm Fei Wu, and I'm based in Boston. In case you can find me, but I would love to hear from people their questions. And if you want me to take a look at your YouTube channel、um, for the next week or so, I'm you know I, whenever this is released, I would like to offer some channel video reviews free of charge. Just、awesome. for you. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you for being today with me on the Success Secret Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. 
Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.